Dear family and friends of First Lutheran Church, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. In Dallas, Texas, in 1963, when President John F. Kennedy was assassinated while riding in a motorcade, his wife, Jacqueline, threw herself as best she could over his bleeding body and said, they've killed my husband. Who were they? They've killed my husband. Mrs. Kennedy lived in a world of vague but very real hostile forces that would kill her husband. She knew that. She wasn't imagining that. They were real, but they had no name. She didn't know who they were, where they lived, where they came from, but they killed her husband. My friends, there are a lot of people who live in a world of they. Sometimes it's a hostile world, a threatening adversarial world. They. And I know that you know what I'm, I'm talking about. They've now bought up about half the city of Sioux Falls. And they're going to even change the name of the city to match. Really? Well, that's what they say. You heard that? Well, that's what they tell me. They say a Lutheran pastor from Oldham is running for governor on the Norwegian ticket. They? Who are they? Well, that's what they tell me. Now Jesus sent the disciples out into the world of they. However, before they went, according to St. Matthew, Jesus called them by name. And you heard those names in Pastor Jeff's sermon last Sunday. And Jesus gathered them all around and preached to them what we might call an ordination sermon, sending them out to be wise as serpents, yet gentle as doves. And in that sermon, he says, they, about nine or ten times. They're going to call you up in court, says Jesus. They're going to drag you into prison. They're going to bring you up before governors and kings and people of authority. They're going to hate you. They're going to call you names. They call me Beelzebul, or Satan. Well, they'll call you even worse. That's what they're going to do. In his classic work entitled The Cost of Discipleship, Dietrich Bonhoeffer made this observation shortly before his prophetic words against the Nazis and Hitler that cost him his life. Bonhoeffer writes, the cross is laid upon every Christian disciple. The first Christ suffering which every person must experience is the call to abandon the attachments to the world and all of its false gods, and thus it begins. The cross is not the terrible end to an otherwise God-fearing and happy life, but it meets us at the beginning of our baptized union and communion 
with Christ. When Christ calls a person, he bids him or her come and die. It may be a death like that of the first disciples who had to leave home and work to follow Jesus, or it may be a death like Luther's, who had to leave his monastery and go out into the world. But it is the same death every time. Death in Jesus Christ, the death of the old, fleshly, worldly powers at Jesus' call. The call to discipleship. The baptism into the name of Jesus Christ means both death, but also a new life. So writes Bonhoeffer. Now, the disciples must have been terrified by this being called out into the world of they. Who are they? What are their names? Where do they live? What's their point? What are they after? They're going to do this to you. And so Jesus says to the disciples, listen now, I don't want you to be concerned about this they world. That's not your world. That's not your problem. That's not to be your fear. Because your heavenly Father knows you by name. He knows even every sparrow that falls to the ground. God the Father knows even the number of hairs on your head. And for some of us, that's each and every receding moment. In other words, there is around you, above you, beneath you, and beside you a very personal word and a personal world in which your heavenly Father knows your name. As God spoke through the prophet Isaiah, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. Note this is not a they world. This is a we world, a you and me world. And if we stop and think a moment about the difference between the personal world and the they world, it's like that famous Greek author you sometimes see in magazines and newspapers. You know, that person named Anonymous, also pronounced Anonymous. Or on your caller ID, Anonymous. No name, no name. But in contrast to the they world, Jesus says, you, Jackson, you, Jane, and so he calls every one of his disciples by name. Family and friends of First Lutheran, God knows your name. I got to thinking further this week about all the people I know who live in a world of they. For example, they tell me that they don't even count the votes anymore. I don't see any point in going to the polls. They tell me it's already been decided before you even cast your ballot. Really? Yeah, that's, that's what they, they say. That's what they tell me. They also tell me that there's this amazingly gifted new organist downtown at First Lutheran. They say he's a nephew of Tom Brokaw. You know, Zachary Brokaw. Really? Oh, that's what they say. That's what they tell me. 
And they say the government is getting really concerned about all the violence in the world. And so they're going to give tax credits to everyone who goes to church regularly. They feel that that will cut down on all the violence. So they're going to give tax credits. Really? If you go to church regularly, that's what they say. That's what they tell me. So, do you know anybody who lives in the world of they? It's just irresponsible talk, and you don't have to take any blame or credit. You don't have to be responsible for it because, well, that's what they say. Friends, this is not the Christian world, the world of they. If you've been in the world of they, get out. You don't belong there. You belong to the world of Jesus Christ who calls you by name and who has us call him by name. It's a personal world. You cannot have a church, you cannot build a church in a they world. They tell me, they tell me they're going to try to tear down the whole parish education building this fall and put up a Hooters restaurant and a Danish gift shop here at First Lutheran. Who said that? One of the members? I mean, they told you and you're a member of this congregation? Whatever happened to we? Well, they tell me that they've almost got all the money to pay for it too. That's what they say. Whatever happened to we? May I ask a favor of all members of all churches everywhere? Strike it out. No more they. They, undefined, noncommittal, anonymous gossip. They say no. Now, in the middle of Matthew's gospel, what we might call the churning point from the world of they to the personal world of you. Jesus calls his disciples together and he asks them, who do people say that I am? And the disciples answer, well, they say that you're John the Baptist come back from the dead. They say that you're Elijah or some great prophet. That's what they say. And Jesus says, but what do you say? And Simon Peter answers, well, they say that. No, 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 says Jesus. That's not what I'm asking. And then Peter says, yes, you. You are the Christ Jesus, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus says his name. Blessed are you, Simon Peter. Yes, God knows even the number of hairs on your head, knows whenever, as Pastor Catherine has shared in the children's sermon, when a sparrow falls or dies. But in the original Greek text, this word for falls, pistetai, is better translated whenever a sparrow even hops or lights upon the ground. Oh, that's amazing. 
Yes, God knows your name, and we know God's name in Jesus Christ. So why they? The they world seeks to kill the church and its communion gathered around Jesus' name. They who report public opinion polls, they who rewrite the garbage we watch on TV, they who chastise you if you disagree with the intolerance of their so-called self-righteous tolerance. So who sets the standards of what's right or true? Well, I guess the culture does. They do. You mean the cultured ones? Who are they? Well, you know, like, well, there's no absolute truth. They say, really? Well, I'm relatively certain. Really? Absolutely. Hmm? Well, who are they? Us sinners. And the church gets sucked into all of these half-baked truths and lies if it's not a personal church, an I church, a sucked into all of these dead ends. Rather, it's a we church, a Christ-centered church. And I highly recommend that you take an hour and listen to the excellent In the Image of God a prayer vigil that was live-streamed this past Thursday night, including some of our past and present pastors and musicians of First Lutheran, now posted on our First Lutheran website. And please note to whom the prayers are addressed. Note who's at the center. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And this is an absolute claim that includes the whole world. But the world of they, of relativity, relativism, can't tolerate it. You can't say anything absolute. Huh? Family First Lutheran, we need a church today where people sign their name. This is who I am. This is what I believe. Because Jesus tells us. Not because, well, that's what they say. Jesus says, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter says, you are the Christ. And Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon. You signed your name. You said I. You said we. That's it. Don't be a part of and don't be afraid of. Do not perpetuate they. Now, can you imagine? Can you imagine what a pitiful, limp, powerless church we'd have if when people came forward as new members and were asked their intended purpose, they were to say, well, they say that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Not sure, but is that okay? They say Jesus died for our sins. Is that okay? They say God raised him from the dead. Is that they say if you trust, he'll unfold you in his life, in the life to come. Is that okay? Family in Christ, this is not okay. Blessed are you, Julia, Joe, Ron, Bob, Betty, Benjamin, Peter. On this confessional rock, says Jesus, I will build my church. Family and friends of First Lutheran, do you understand what Jesus is talking about? 
Will you take it out of your mind, your heart, and please don't ever say, they are going to do this or that. For we believe, and I believe, yes, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And a voice as clear as crystal will say, blessed are you, upon you I will build my church. And all God's people say, Amen.